Can you even believe what happened last time on the incorrigible party? Oh my goodness. Despite the elevated terrain, Shakara and Buttercup reached Pisces before the juvenile Kraken. Taking immediate action, the Dragonborn Paladin hails the first guard she sees. I need to speak to the leader of the guard. I have an urgent message. A beast is coming. Her words found to be convincing. Captain Bleers puts out the order to evacuate the buildings around the canal that runs through Pisces. And not a minute too soon as a chorus of screams ring through the air to join the tendrils of black smoke rising above the cityscape. Unfalteringly, Shakar charges toward the screaming to find the kraken raining lightning upon the city's buildings, its long-reaching tentacles snatching up guards to throw them, consume them, and pull them into the water, never to surface again. Shouting a warning to the still-breathing guards to back away and let the monstrosity pass, Shakar sprints after the kraken, intent on seeing this beast to the sea. Among the fallen, a heavily armored human woman wielding a mighty warhammer does what she can for the wounded, spotting the charging dragonborn. What will she do now? Well, the woman with the warhammer runs after her and calls lightning. To her dismay, this show of force leaves the Kraken unfazed as it continues through the city and out to sea. Meanwhile, Shaft and Falzern converse over their next course of action upon Shakara's return. Falzern pressing for the need to contact the Tritons above all else. So there's a Kraken out and off the coast, and we're going to get in a boat and go to Heraklion. Not a good plan. But a plan nonetheless. Shakara returns with the human woman, introduced to the party as Mia Brightwood, and questions of her presence so far from home arise. I've set out adventuring, trying to help the world of Aspara in any way that I can. I'm just trying to be the most useful and and use my skills and and you know, sort of evangelize the power of Thor in me. And with this noble intent and willingness to take up a good cause, the newest iteration of our adventuring party is formed. And now, on with our show. So in Lehman's tiny hut, you guys are still choosing to set up watches for your long rest, as sound does still travel through it. Whether you are visually hidden, but should you make any loud or sudden noises, passerbys could potentially hear you. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to take first watch. I want to examine this Ring of the Ram and, and this longbow and try to attune to it. Now, Mia, how's your, how's your vision at night? Uh, I think it's just like every other human. I, I can't see at night. Not very far. Well, I, I can. I've got, I've got dark vision. So all three of you then aren't... I mean, Shaft, I guess you have your goggles. Yeah, but luckily the moon's out. I guess I guess you two will... <laughs> guess the moon's out. <laughs> well, as long as one of us is still awake to hear, if anything, were to be trying to attack us, we could still alert the others. I mean, this little, this little ball we're in is pretty protective, right? It is, yes. So you, you want to take first watch shaft? Um, why don't I take second, unless someone else would like to? That is fine with me. Okay. So I'll uh, take a couple hours and 
and look at this ring, sort of figure out how it works, and do the same with the longbow that Bren previously owned. Okay. So I'm I'm paying a lot of attention to that. Do you want me to roll uh, anything with disadvantage since I'm not really paying a lot of attention to what that's what's around Why me? Why would you ask? Just let it yeah. go and let it, him think it. It makes it more fun. Giving him the ammunition. Uh, you actually don't hear anything on your watch. Okay. So on, on Falsey's watch, um, I'm going to continue working on making a uh, backup spell book. So just transcribing in, into this replacement spell book I've got here. And if we're successful in this rest tonight, that should be the last spell I have to transcribe. Do I see anything or hear anything on my watch? You also do not hear or see anything out of this dome. The third watch, however, who's on third watch? Uh, we didn't say yet. <laughs> Who are you going to wake up, Falzarin? I think I would wake up Shakara. I know she, I've known Shakara a little bit longer and I feel a bit more comfortable. A whole 24 hours extra, yeah. Yeah, we're best buds. <laughs> so I wake her up and tell her that it was uneventful. Shakara, you didn't. You, did you want to attune to something as well? Yes, I received the ring of jumping from uh, Bryn's stash. So I will attune to that. And you do successfully attune to it. Uh, near your two hours, the end of it, though, you hear, of course, you can't see, but you do hear uh, footsteps very close to the dome and hushed voices. Can I understand what they're saying? Uh, you do not understand the language they're speaking. How close are they? Uh, you can make a perception check to try to determine it. Uh, that would be a 13. You can't quite discern how far away they are, but you do hear that the the steps and the voices are growing in volume as if they're moving closer to you, like towards you. I'm going to go over to Mia and uh, shake her awake, but put my finger to my lips and be like, shh. And uh, just so that somebody else is awake with me. How about somebody that has dark vision? Oh, that would make more <laughs> sense. <laughs> Not medicated. It's okay. It's okay. She she woke me up. It's alright. So Mia's Mia's like staying still, looking at Shikara. And I'll gesture to Falzerin and say, and just like give you the motion to to wake him up too. Okay. So I will go very. Quietly, do I have to roll stealth for this? Wake up, Falzern. No, no, that's fine. Okay, and then I do the same sort of. And I go, oh, oh, what a good rest. Seriously? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so I'm awake now. I can, I could see out of this hut theoretically. Do I see anything? Do you want me to make a perception check or? Yeah, you can make a perception check. Are you just guys just leaving Shaft sleeping? Yeah, he's loud. <laughs> no, I'll wake him up too. I will. While she's waking, falls her in. I'll wake up Shaft. Okay. So Shaft, why don't you go ahead and perceive as well? Can I roll perception as well, Elon? Yeah, absolutely. Twenty-two. Sixteen for falls her in. Um, it'll be eleven. So outside of this dome, this protective dome. The voices, it's not like a constant chatter. Like They're not having like a prolonged conversation. It's kind of every so often you, see, you hear a, like a hushed and quick whisper back and forth. Two distinct voices. And two of, the, two of these black-robed cultists, they're just 
slowly and and they're they're they seem to be trying to travel like as quietly and and as quickly as possible while still maintaining some form of stealth but you see them about 30 feet outside of your dome from your position and they don't show any signs of having you know they're not moving directly towards you but they are just kind of walking past you towards the city of Pisces. Valdrin, can they see us in here? No, we, we should be good, Shaft. This is, we're basically camouflaged inside this dome, so we just need, they can hear us though, we need to be really quiet. And they continue past you, having not noticed, and you quickly, you lose them outside of the range of your dark vision. And of course their voices begin to trail off as they now progress away from your position. So you said they were headed towards Pisces? Yes. Uh, you think we should do anything about those two? I mean... Or let them go? I'm feeling pretty tired, Shaft. I need my rest. Yeah, i just curious whether they're going... It looks like they're going to Pisces. What could we do, Shaft? I mean... Well, I mean... From my experience, those guys are not really nice guys. We could follow them and find out where they're headed to see if we could find out a little more information about this cult. I mean, they're the ones that released the Kraken. Maybe they have some information on how we could uh, maybe kill it or at least give the information to the uh, Tritons. I hear your point. I'm just... I'm not in much shape to to be getting into a fight right now if it comes to that. That's my only worry. Did he get a long rest yet? Did we did we get our rest fulfillment? No. Not not quite. Yeah, I I guess there's no real reason to get in any more trouble than we're already in. We all need our rest. Could you all make me stealth checks, please? As you are having this conversation. Whispered. Yeah, for sure. It's a 10 for Falzern. 26. 10 for Mia. 17. As uh, you, this conversation is going on amongst you, trying to decide what course of action to take, you hear and see a third cultist. Again, following the same trail, passing by, but he pauses in mid-stride for a second and kind of looks around, a little confused. Would I be able to throw an item out through the hut? Yeah, you could absolutely toss something. You couldn't cast a spell through it, but you could certainly toss a physical object, yeah. So I'm going to reach into my bag and pull out one of those barking stones, and I'd like to throw it kind of... Are you sure you want to be the one to throw it? I'm pretty good at throwing things. Well, uh, I'm... I'm trying to be as quiet. I've clued into the fact that this guy's noticed us. I don't want to risk talking at all anymore. So I'm going to put a finger up to my lips and reach in and grab this barking stone. I want to throw it quite a ways away from us, basically. Um, Like, I'm going to put most of my muscle into it and throw it, you know, perhaps the sort of the direction he's walking, but I don't want it to land at his buddy's feet either. So that kind of makes sense. This is either going to work well or end terribly. It looks like a rock, though. Like, it looks like a plain stone. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they could... Unless they picked it up and then chucked it again and then it barked again, like, they wouldn't know. Well, yeah. 
depends how smart they are. They're going to hear barking and then maybe go look for dogs and not find dogs. Who knows what they'll think of that. How smart do you think they are? Not very, is what I'm banking on. So why don't you why don't you make me uh, make me a um, a strength check to throw it, uh, in, in, like where you want it to go. Uh, Thirteen. Okay, uh, so you're able to toss it, basically a bit past the range of your dark vision. You know, like seventy-ish feet, maybe. Uh, it kind of disappears into the darkness, so you don't see where it lands exactly, but. You all now hear this, this barking sound. It's like a, it's this, it's this deep bark. It's almost like a, like a, a growl, a mixture of a growl. It's, it, it sounds like it could be dog-like, but uh, it could also belong to maybe a, a, like a larger creature. And it kind of echoes out through the night, quite, quite loud. And this cultist immediately turns towards where the sound's coming from. And you see him kind of pull this dagger, and he steps towards it to investigate, again, leaving the extent of your dark vision. And you kind of just hear this rustling of, like, underbrush. And he, surprisingly to you, you hear him yell in, in surprise. And you hear this growling, this snarl, this very recognizable snarl there's a you know about 10 seconds go by of, of this 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 snarling and this yelling and then suddenly there's silence and you see a badger a giant badger walk in <laughs> to the range of your dark vision and you see him it's kind of sniffing about on the ground very intent- intensely as if it, it seems to pick something up and it's kind of wandering it does a few zigzags as it's sniffing the ground and as it gets closer you see some of some of Barry's fur has has fallen off and like big chunks are missing and his eyes they look they look like there's like this milky white as if they some like how they could function you you don't quite understand just by the way they look and the, the skin underneath his tufts are, are, is like this pallid, gray, drained of color. And he's sniffing, and he gets right up, following this scent trail up to the dome. And you see him kind of sniff about it. And all of you can see him now, close, close, right up to, the, to this dome. So Shakara and Mia, you see this badger. I'm not sure that Shakara has ever seen Barry. Uh, no. Barry just kind of paws at, the, at this dome. Of course, not being able to penetrate it, you kind of get this sense like he's like kind of frustrated as can't quite reach the end of this scent trail. But you see him just kind of pat around and finally take a resting position next to this dome. What is this? What is that? So I'm I'm looking at them intently, being like and holding a finger over my lips, trying to get them to be quiet. And I'm intending to just stay quiet until we're done resting. And I know that this badger can't get into us, so. I'm going to mouth at both of them. Barry. I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to mouth Barry. And I'm going to pantomime back like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'll I'll look at him and I'll be like, Mary? (laughs) I'll shake my head no. (laughs) 
I'll, make, I'll say it a lot slower. Dairy. Oh, you're lactose intolerant? Dare, dairy? <laughs> I just hold my thumb up. Okay, yeah. You had some dairy. I knew that someone was passing gas in this freaking hut. <laughs> gas can't pass out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Re- Revenant Barry has, has stumbled upon us. So yeah, I think... I think I'm going to be, like, making motions and mimes to try and tell them that, like, you know, this is dangerous. Maybe, like, a finger across my throat and, like, the the be quiet sign. Which I'm going to interpret as he wants me to kill the badger. I'll say quietly, he's not dangerous. He can't hit anything. (laughs) (laughs) He just killed the cultist. It was probably an accident. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that that everyone just waits this out and until our eight hours is up because that's that's Falzerin's intention. Yeah. Do we hear anything else from any more cultists? No, it's now kind of silent. You hear this uh, like raspy kind of almost this wheeze, uh, slow raspy wheezing from Barry as he's. Just laying there, and he seems to have fallen asleep now. Actually, this is this is tough because Falzern remembers poor Barry just getting engulfed in a fireball, and all he ever did was try to help us. And we lit him up with a we lit him up with a fireball. We, you know, left him floating in that lake, and now we're gonna have to put him down. Every time he dies, he comes back again as a new form, right? So, I think we can make the assumption that. He'll, if we kill him, he'll turn back into that little wood. It'll be just like a waterlogged piece of wood. Falzern actually knows that because he uh, identified it uh, way, way back in Goldham uh, with Brim. Falzern knows that normally when Barry, this wooden idol, which he springs forth from gaining sentience and morphing into the giant badger, it usually is, it's only supposed to last for one minute. Oh. So when more than a minute goes by, and I mean, obviously he's traveled some ways to get here, so I, I could assume that this magical object that is Barry is not behaving the way it usually would. That's correct. So Barry's sleeping right now, right? He is, yeah. So do I have to do fourth watch still then, or...? Yeah, you guys can continue your eight hours. Absolutely. Um, I mean, again, whether or not you want to be awake and actually have your watch is, of course, up to you. But, yeah, the the next two hours, you guys would all then benefit from a long rest. And I believe the hut only lasts for eight hours. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, it gives you exactly enough time for a long rest. Um, I'm not going to go back to sleep after seeing this, so I'll finish off my long rest just sitting, keeping eye as well. Same. Mia will go back to sleep and be like, you guys are all weird. <laughs> but we're going to have a bury alarm clock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure exactly. Yeah. I uh, will position myself on the other side of where Barry is. Okay, so you're putting yourself between Barry and the party, basically? Correct. Does he have better stats now that he's a revenant? Because, like, really, <laughs> it, he was not a threat. You better believe there's going to be some constitution saves. I'm sure he does some funky stuff. I know what he can do, because I controlled him before. It was just like a scratch. All right, let's a... uh, not be in, into the metagaming here. Okay, let's finish <laughs> this long rest. And uh... I'll say to Falzrin, hey, can we just 
reach out of this dome thing that you got and just stab Barry while he's sleeping? I mean, seems like we could just take care of this situation before he wakes up. Oh, it just seems so cruel. Poor Barry. I was actually going to ask the same thing. It's probably more humane. I mean, it's not the Barry we know and liked. I don't know why you keep calling this badger Barry, but it does seem like it would be good to put him out of his misery. Yeah. Well, we, we kind of need to wait for the eight hours anyway and uh, to be fully rested, so the, the dome's going to be gone. Can you tell when the dome is going to disappear? Will we have any warning? I would think that maybe it kind of starts to shimmer a little bit and, and maybe, you know, like a TV that's getting bad signal or something, <laughs> kind of flash a little bit as it's nearing its end of the eight hours, maybe? Or, or else Falzerin can kind of maybe has a mental clock that that he's aware of when time's coming up so I, I think I would probably know so you could give us a warning so we could be ready I'm going to take out my rapier and and put it out through the the dome right yeah because I can move outside of it your wrist and hand just gets chopped off <laughs> over <laughs> <laughs> and then just sort of take it right down on the berry uh, okay, make uh, make an attack with this. Advantage. No, okay. So since he's technically he's asleep, right? Yeah. So you would have disadvantage, but you would have advantage on him. So it's just a normal attack. Hey, crit! <laughs> now, now I get a crit. Killing Barry. I think. Um, I think all this commotion. Mia has woken back up. <laughs> Eighteen points of damage to Barry. Yeah, you stab it right into his furry belly and. You hear him yelp in pain, and as you kind of retract your rapier, he kind of starts to limp backwards away from the dome and then kind of collapses about ten feet away from it. That's about as far as he makes. And he's not moving anymore? He's not moving anymore. And he's not turning back into wood anymore? He is not turning back into wood anymore. And I'll lay back down to finish out my long rest. I think, yeah, would you maybe have waited like until I was going to say that we're almost till the dome is about to disappear to do that? It would have been more dramatic for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. I'm, I'm not leaving until this dome vanishes. Um, anything happen for the, the remainder? No, of the you duration? guys all no. get your, your eight hours and your dome disappears and you are all benefiting from a, a long rest. So I want to go over and look at Barry. Does he have... Does it look like he's got these, uh, had the disease that may have killed uh, Gozer and, or sorry, Thuft? There are no signs of boils or barnacles on his body, but he does very clearly look undead. Very, very similar to uh, the, the brief transformation that you guys witnessed of the rabbit that was tested on so long ago. Oh, so this isn't a Sardo situation, we don't think. Like, it doesn't... Doesn't appear to be so, no. Is Barry dead dead now? He is not breathing or moving. I think we probably cover him up with rocks just in case he reanimates in some way. Why not burn him? That's what I'd like to do. I, I agree, uh, Shakara. We've seen these things come back from, you know, from the dead more or less. I think our safest bet is to burn him. Leland, what's his creature rating? Could I destroy undead? 
What's the max you can do? Uh, currently at fifth level, only a half or lower. Is that it? Is that going to use a spell slot? It's a channel divinity. If we want to spend time hacking some wood, then yeah, I don't know. I don't see Barry as a big threat. Yeah. That's true. Let's let's move along. Okay. I believe okay. we could just throw some twigs and then just tender him flint and light him up. Yeah, we could, or if we see him again, we'll just stab him. We're going to Heraklion, right? Assuming he does not get the drop on us. Shakara, I think that even if he got the drop on us, there's four of us. We're pretty strong. I think we're okay. I'm I'm going to start grabbing twigs and, and leaves and anything that I can find to put around him, and then I'm going to light him on fire. And then I'm like, this Didn't girl, you two just fight crazy. a kraken? <laughs> it only takes ten minutes, damn it, just let me do it! <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are easily able to to light uh, Barry's undead badger body on fire, and you know this the smell of burning hair you know, wafting through the air and filling all your nostrils. But his body does catch, and uh, it does begin to burn. That is all I wanted. We may now go. Okay, pack up our stuff and then start heading towards. Pisces. You guys are sure an interesting group. Can I check to see if I notice the tracks of those cultists? Yeah, if uh, anybody else also wants to, you guys can make a perception track, or <laughs> perception check. Might need a little help from my buddy Shaft on this one. I rolled a 17. I rolled 13. I don't see the tracks. <laughs> Let's put it that way. 17. Yes, everybody but Falzern can clearly pick up <laughs> <laughs> the set of cultist tracks. Well, Falzer has a couple tears in his eyes from losing Barry. He's a, he's a little distraught. Is there like a big bloody mess where Barry got to the guy? Yeah, do you go to investigate? Oh, do you yes. want to go to retrieve that stone? Yes, good idea. You're such a benevolent DM. Um, so yeah, I'd like to go over and investigate um, the remains of the cultist to look for um, any platinum pieces or bags of platinum that he might have. <laughs> Anything less than a platinum, he just chucks. It's of no value to him. <laughs> Stupid gold. I'd like to try and retrieve that stone if, if I'm able to. Pushing through this this set of uh, bushes and kind of on the other side of it amidst a bunch of vegetation, you do find the body of the cultist and see one of his arms is nearly torn out of its socket. It's just a shred of, of flesh and blood now and... Uh, daggers kind of cast aside as well, discarded when, when the body kind of dropped. Also, Barry, once getting him to the ground, was able to go for his throat, as you see it's been torn out as well, to finish him off. Uh, so if you want to f- try to find the stone, you can make another perception check. I'm going to nudge Mia and see, like, see? A formidable foe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to say? <laughs> That's a 12 for perception. You are able to find the stone and discern it specifically from, you know, the, the various other littered uh, rocks and debris kind of on this, uh, the, the floor of this terrain. But yeah, you do find your barking stone that you've thrown. Anything of value I see uh, on the on the body of this cultist? He just only had the dagger, it seems, on his person. Falzerin, may I see that stone? Sure. So I hand it over to Shakara. I say, this is a our previous friend, Bryn, 
she had these and as you see when you throw it it can create a bit of a diversion it's very interesting I'm gonna pull out a uh, uh, what would be the equivalent of like a marker and draw little eyeballs on it oh cute stick a charcoal yeah (laughs) here you go I have improved it for you you know what that's a that's a very good idea, Shikara. That'll, that'll make it easier for me to find next time I use it. That was my thinking. Thank you. You guys are so strange. This group is very odd, but you also have really cool magic. I like it. So onwards to Pisces, are you guys wanting to follow this cultist trail? or? Yeah, I think, I think we follow the trail as long as it's headed towards Pisces. If it, if it deviates, then we'll, we'll have a little talk. And you, you only travel for another couple of hours before you you get to familiar territory. The opening of this tunnel, you know, that you took the boat down and uh, this bridge that connects the road from all the way down to Port Rannis to, to Pisces, kind of over this river. And the tracks do seem to lead to this road and continue from there. Okay, I think we follow along. Our, are we going to the to the port? Is that the idea here? See if we can get a boat. Or do we need to see anybody? Do we want to stop in to see Campbell, see if he's had any luck with the black goo, and to tell him of what we have learned? Who is Campbell? Campbell is my friend. He is an alchemist. He has been helping us. He's got a great voice, Oh, Campbell sounds cool. Oh, he's got a good voice. Yeah, that sounds cool. I'm along for the ride, you guys. I mean, I really feel like we need to figure out and take care of this Kraken, but the decisions are in your hands. Shaft, you seem like the leader. I'm not the leader. Shaft is not the leader. Oh, okay. No, no. I'm I'm just like you. I'm I'm hanging out. Except my friend Falls are in here. We- okay, well, I mean, I'm I'm just a follower, so I'm just just letting you know I'm a follower. I think. Shikara's got a good idea. It should, shouldn't take very long to check in with uh, Campbell. And Mia, you can get an opportunity to meet him. He's an interesting I guy. I feel like I've heard of Campbell. Does he have good soup? That's, that's the whole family. <laughs> the Campbell family is very well known in all of Aspara for its soup. It's something like that, uh, Mia. He, he specialized a little bit in, um, in, in things you drink that, that are magical. But Soup is alchemy, right? Sure. I believe that is his family tradition. Listener, it is not. That's not canon. (laughs) (laughs) So we will stop by Campbell and inform him of what has transpired, and then set off for Heraklion. Mm-mm, good. (laughs) Is that Campbell's? (laughs) Mm-mm, good? I I don't know. I think so. (laughs) I could be wrong. Well, we're going to get copyrighted strike for that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I heard, I hear Campbell's chicken noodle soup is good for the soul. <laughs> you want Campbell to help, you just got to add water. <laughs> <Boo. laughs> that's very true. All right, that's all getting cut out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I think we go into town now. When we, when we are headed into town... This, just the day before, we had the Kraken attacked, right? Yep. So Shaft and Falzer and you now see the destruction that Shakara and Mia have already witnessed. 
of course, all the fires from when Shakara and Mia were here are, have, have long since been put out. But now the there's a few buildings that were were not able to be saved in in the in the commotion and and uh, all the volunteers landing aid just were, were unable to save that. So there's one particular building that's completely gutted by the by this fire. These lightning strikes that have lit so many of them up. You get to Campbell's, you get to the Golden Icker, and you actually do see that it seems to be closed. Does it look damaged? No, it. Uh, his shop is away from this canal that cuts through the main part of Pisces, so it, it seemed to have been fairly safe from any of the uh, direct physical damage that the Kraken was causing uh, on its route through the city. But uh, it is odd because it is like, you know, nearing midday, so he would normally be open, but it, it, the door of his shop is locked and you're unable to gain access. Okay, as I'm walking around, I'm sorry, I want to look and see if I see Rugar anywhere or anybody that we've came in contact with prior, like the, the dude that said he killed Erica. Tolstoff. Tolstoff. Hmm. Do you guys want to head over back to the bar and, and see if we can... First, I'm going to knock on Campbell's door. Campbell, are you home? It is Shakara. And you receive no answer. And now that you're kind of looking around you, uh, actually the streets, they seem to be kind of deserted. Uh, you know, your your previous time in Pisces, this city is normally the, like a bustling port city. It's quite populated. But this section of the city seems to be a bit of a ghost town. Is there space under the door I could slide a note? Yeah. I'm going to write a quick note for him and slide it under the door. Okay. I was just going to ask if I can do a perception check. Sure. What uh, What are you looking for? For why it's so abandoned or any hints of where everyone's at. I don't know. Well, I thought it was a 17, but it's a 4, so that makes it 8. Pretty bad. Well, yeah, again, so th- this section, like this street that you're on, like none of these buildings... Uh, addition to the gold knicker none of them are damaged uh, from the attack but you know kind of peering into some of some of the windows they all do seem to be closed but you know it's not like they are emptied of their contents within it's so they're it's not doesn't seem like they've the place has been abandoned or anything like that it's just currently no one seems to be around they might be having some kind of town meeting since they just got attacked by a, you know a kraken i was going to suggest the same Let's uh, head to the Jack Deal and see if we can uh, uh, find our old buddy. uh, I don't know if we need to dally in this uh, town any longer. Perhaps we just go to the port and set off. Right, I was going to go see if the captain was there, just to see if we might be able to get some information on where we could get a good ship, or at least at the right price. It might be good to get some more information about the Kraken, you know? Like how safe it would be to get in a boat right now. Yeah, I think that's not a bad idea. If there's anyone still still around this city we can find, I wouldn't mind asking some questions to know what happened here. To remind you, we are in a bit of a hurry. Yes, I know, Shikara. Um, Yeah, let's just get a bite to eat just real quick before we set up. I think it'd be a good idea to go see if Grimby Chum is at the Jack Dealer, or maybe at the port. At least we can talk to him. He knows a little bit about how we can get a ship and, and get to Heraklion for sure. The Jack Deal is on the way to the port? Yeah, the Jack Deal is in the dock district, yes. Okay, let's go. Excellent. And uh, continuing 
through through the city again it very much like the street that the golden knicker is on um, it's very deserted uh, you maybe see a few people kind of down the road ahead of you uh, seemingly to heading in the same direction that that you are and you do get to uh, the jacked eel and you can kind of hear as the docks are not too far away from the inn itself you do hear kind of like the the noise of a, like a, a large crowd from within the jack eel itself you don't necessarily hear anything out of the ordinary if Tolstov killed the kraken i'm going to to freak That's what I was out. just gonna say. I'm going to freak out. I have his tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an octopus tentacle. <laughs> Do we hear anything? Like, does it seem like there's anything going on in the Jack Deal at all? Are there people in there, from what we can tell? Well, are you gonna walk in, or are you just gonna stand outside the door? I'm gonna go towards the crowd. I'm going towards the crowd. Mia's going to the crowd. I'd I'd like to I'd like to just listen. Okay. Well. Falls are impressing your ear quickly to the door. Uh, you don't hear any, like you don't hear the sounds of music or anything from in there. Uh, maybe the the soft clinking of glasses, but uh, it certainly doesn't. Not the Jack Deal that you guys partied at and had a you know memorative number of drinks in Gozer's honor those number of days ago. Could I stealthily crack the door and just take a look inside to see what kind of people I see in there? Sure, go ahead and make a stealth check. Twelve. Uh, as you open the door, you see that there's nobody sitting at any of the tables. There's maybe one or two humans at, sitting at the bar, and it's just the barkeep, you know, behind the bar, s- serving what little patrons he has here. And you just see him kind of, you know, wiping down some mugs with his dirty old rag that he never seems to let let go of. And that's where kind of this clinking of glasses is originating from. Yeah, I think Faldi's just feeling a little bit um, paranoid and, and concerned at, at the fact that we saw some cultists headed toward this town, and now there's, you know, Campbell's has, has closed up shop, so I wanted to make sure we're not about to walk into a, a big crowd of cultists or bad guys. So is Falzer developing trust issues? Yes. <laughs> Rightfully so. Why don't you go ahead and add that as a flaw in your character sheet, then? <laughs> Past trauma has led to maybe he's gonna become he's gonna take a level of rogue. I've now got like a you know a, a scar in my backstory. I thought you were gonna say a scar in my backside from all the backstabbing. So that's it. I'll I'll carry on with the rest of them towards the commotion. Yeah, and you, yeah, you turn away from the door and you see that the rest of the party has moved on, not concerned with who's in the, <laughs> in the tavern. It's yeah, we we gone. <laughs> As you run to catch up to them and... and uh... Trip over my robes a little bit. Yeah, we're like, Falzerin, why are you out of breath? You also have developed a sense of abandonment issues and put those on a a mess. He's barely holding it together. And you guys see, like, a huge number of people on these docks. Like, not uh, more than could actually fit on the docks themselves. So they're, they're kind of piling into the, the street that you guys are walking down and you can even see kind of above the crowd as, as this the street kind of descends you know it's, it's this downward slope towards the the dock and the beach itself and you see that here as well there is damage and fire damage and a section of sections of the wooden docks have been destroyed uh, it seems as though possibly the kraken had returned uh, to wreak 
additional havoc. Mm. That's not good. Quite close, actually. It's almost kind of re- very reminiscent of uh, when Tolstov here, you shaft, you had heard his tale of slaying Erika uh, or defeating the infinite storm. You see uh, two people up on a woman and a man kind of at the head of this crowd. And Shakara, you actually recognize the man as being the captain of the guard that you spoke to yesterday and warned of the Kraken's approach. Yeah, so the, the, there's kind of, you know, the, the, this cacophony this, of uh, voices, you know, of the crowd excitedly jabbering back and forth as uh, you guys approach the tail end of it. And the, the woman attempts to quiet this crowd the best that she can. You see uh, another person step up from the crowd as they, they've set up these, like, basically this wooden crates so they could stand up. So they're putting themselves above the crowd, right? They're making this kind of pedestal for themselves. And uh, you see another person step up to the woman and kind of lay a hand on her. And she speaks... Uh, so her, her, her voice now booms as if through a microphone, through using this magical means. And she kind of quiets down the crowd. And she says, I know everyone is concerned, of course, about the attacks and the surfacing of, the, of this, this monster, this, this kraken, this people horse. You're scared, and maybe some of you want to leave. I don't but for now, I think we, 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 need to, we need to decide what we want to do as a city. I mean, we've already sent messengers to Port Randis warning them of its existence. And, but we, I, as mayor of Pisces, I, I, I am quite frankly at a loss. I've never had to deal with such a traumatic event. What, and I feel it's my duty to, to get a consensus from you all on what what our next approach as a city could be. We have many options. Currently, we've closed down the port and are not accepting any incoming water vessels to and from, but many of your reports, those witnessing this creature firsthand and comparing that to, of course, the well-known lore from the local library, perhaps we striking now have a chance to deal with this threat to our city and our waters as it seems to be still young and possibly offering the best chance at destroying it and she you know she kind of pauses and hear a bunch of people agreeing and maybe a little more disagreeing about whether or not this could mounting an attack could be a, a good course of action and the crowd just kind of Gets rolls right back into their their yelling and jeering and hu- this conversation, right? This roar of this crowd. Now they kind of descend back into disorder. Yeah, I was just gonna say, are there any ships or anything that are currently in dock or has everything been destroyed? No, there are still some boats that are intact. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try and speak up and pro- probably because I'm not, you know, a, I'm a bit of a soft spoken guy. Probably they're all going to keep talking over me, and I'm going to be like, excuse me, excuse me, everyone, and don't make any headway. I'm going to point my finger straight up in the air and let loose an Eldritch Blast. So this, like, crackling greenish-black bolt of 
energy goes right up into the sky and i'm hoping that gets everyone's attention yeah the people directly around you at the rear of this crowd you see them kind of duck and like trying to take cover again like this crackling energy very reminiscent of the lightning strikes that plagued the city just the day before <laughs> from the kraken itself very distinctly a different color right, i'm gonna take a couple steps away and sort of go behind other people shikar is gonna pull her sword for a second then realize there's nothing to fight and put her sword back mia is so confused mia is like what are you doing that that had the exact effect that i was hoping for <laughs> And much like Shakara's reaction, you see some guards at the periphery of this crowd. You see them draw their weapons, and they try locating the source. Now that this, these people, they're, they're almost like on the ground, like on their hands and knees, trying to take cover from whatever this is. <laughs> About half a dozen guards have their weapons drawn, and, and they approach you. So I hold my hands up. Sorry, sorry to have to do that. I just... I couldn't get everyone's attention over over all the ruckus here. I just, I have something to say. I'm, I don't mean anyone any harm. In fact, I hope to help. And the mayor still speaking in her loud voice, the, the megaphone voice from, from this thaumaturgy spell that was cast on her. Quite the theatrics. Uh, I have to ask you, please do not do that again as we are all a bit on edge. But if you do have something to say, that's what we are here for. So please, come up here. And address the crowd. Okay, so I come up. I'm going to go with him. Yeah, you guys, if you would all like to push through this crowd and get closer to the front, you you certainly could. And I say, again, I'm sorry, Ed. You know, perhaps that was in a poor taste, given these terrible events that you've been through recently, but I, I couldn't think of another way to get everyone's attention. I'm Falzerin. I hail from Heracleon. You've probably heard of the island just off the coast, a bit to the southeast of us. I've seen this Kraken, and I agree with, with what's been said. I think we need to act quickly while it's still young, while we have a chance to vanquish it. I have some very, very powerful allies that I would like to call to aid for this, to help in vanquishing this, this evil beast. But I need to get to Heracleon, so I'm asking that someone might be able to assist me and, and give me their ship or sail with me and my friends here out to Heraklion so we can do that. Do you roll a persuasion check for me, please? Eleven. You see the this woman, the mayor, she is silent for a second, and, and uh, the man next to her, the Gilgan Bleers, the captain guard, he spots Shakara and clearly sees you guys moving together through this crowd and you see him kind of lean over to her and whisper something into her ear as he gives Shakara a curt and polite, uh, respectful nod. The mayor, again, addresses the crowd in her, her booming voice. Well, you've heard of this, half-elf. Is there anyone here brave enough, any captains, that we could send to Heracleon? And the crowd, kind of this hush over this crowd as nobody is, nobody's quick to speak up. And you kind of see from the middle of it, this hand raised into the air, this three-fingered hand. Yes! Yes! I, I be taking him to Heraklion. And of course, there's the, you know, it's almost as if the crowd parts in this hush. And you see Grimby Chum 
began to approach approach the podium. And next to him is Jerry. Grimby, I'm very I'm very happy to see you're you're staying well. Thank you so much for volunteering. Mr. Chum and Jerry, it is good to see you are both well. Hi and ye. I uh see you are one person short. I uh, do not recognize this one. Hi, I'm Mia. Hi, I'm uh, Captain Grimby Chum. A pleasure. Nice to meet you. I can certainly vouch for these four, three, at least. Mayor Hostum, I, they can be trusted. I, they, I owe my life to them, and I'll take them to Heracleon. Ask anyone who saw the crack, and I was trying to fight it. I mean, some of them gotta recognize me. Yeah, she's good. Thank you, Mr. Chum, for your kind offer. I will... Do we be set now? I don't know if... He looks at the mayor. I don't know what course of action you steal. I don't know if you've settled on what to take, but... If it's a fight that you want to take to this beast, I be willing to do so. She seems to not really quite know what approach to take, but she again turns to the to the crowd and is this man the only one that could step forward and help? And nothing from kind of silence from the crowd. Where's Tolstoff? Seemingly nowhere to be found. He's waiting for the Kraken to be defeated, and that's when he steps forward. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Grimby, do we need a crew, or can we do this on our own? Uh, I, I got me a crew, and I got me a small boat. She, she's small, but she a beaut. The Ryzen 2. <laughs> it's a, just a, a th- three, three-man crew, plus myself, but that's all we need with a boat that size. I have been on ships. I can help sail also. Hey, that'd be appreciated. You can work to Riggin. You look mighty and hearty. Flex. <laughs> it's all that Campbell's soup. I'm not the most strong, but, but I'll do what I can, Grimby. Let us be off. Yeah, I think we need to make haste. I, uh, we need to take the rest of the day to, to sort out the particulars and supply the, sh- the boat, but uh, certainly first thing tomorrow night we could set out. And uh, he kind of looks to the mayor again for, for approval, and she just gives, of course, a nod. Well, uh, I don't know where you'll be staying for the night, but uh, perhaps you can come back here in the morning to the dock. And he kind of motions over to the far end. It seems to be the furthest away from the destruction, and this, this especially compared to the rest of the still-floating vessels in, in the dock, this quite small. It's nearly half the size of some of the other boats. Uh, it's about 60 feet long and 20 feet wide. I perhaps uh, I need to mount some armaments and make sure make sure she's reinforced. But tomorrow morning, I tell you, we'll we be ready to go. Sounds good. Hey, Shakar, why don't we go visit your buddy Campbell again? Maybe he'll contribute some I don't know, healing potions or something to the cause. We could ask if he is at home. That's exactly what I was thinking, Chef. We're on the same page. I like you. You know, that that's a good... I'm glad you brought that up, Chef. Uh, uh, Captain Chum, have you seen Campbell around? I am uh, not afraid I know who this Campbell man is. Oh, okay. All right. I guess we go back to... Uh... He's the soup man. Do you know the soup man? He is the alchemist. 
Uh, he, he, yeah, he doesn't know who Campbell is. Okay, I will uh, turn towards the leader of the guard and give him a wave and a nod. And then we'll head back to see if Campbell, or look around in the crowd, see if we see Campbell, and then head back to his shop. And as you, again, kind of start pushing your way through, you see Grimby and uh, Jerry, they set off quickly to down to the Rising 2 and to, to prep it for, for the voyage. And the crowd, seeing you guys kind of depart, and, and they again, immediately go back into their, their murmuring and, and conversations amongst each other, and the mayor, again, tries to pipe them down, and she's just kind of continuing on going over things about, you know, the, rep- the repairs and garnering volunteers for the repairs of the city and um, trying to basically make some type of checklist for everybody of, you know, things that need to be done and people willing to help to do what tasks and all of this, you know, mayor- mayoral stuff. She seems to be doing her job quite well. And pushing through the crowd, though, you do, coming towards you, pushing, making their own way, you see Campbell in this crowd as he has clearly come down for this meeting, much like the rest of the city. I'll wave him down. You see him wave as he spots you guys, especially since, you know, recognizing Falls and getting up on, on the podium. Ah, Shikara! Campbell, I'm so glad you are well. Hi, I'm so glad you are alive. We have so much to tell you. We have discovered a lot about the black goo. Ah, very interesting. Did you get me another sample? No. <sighs> kind of missed that in all the hubbub. It sounds like they were really busy, Campbell. Hi, I'm Mia. Nice to meet you. Hey, a, a pleasure. Uh, well, 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 perhaps we can go back to, me, to my shop. Yes, we have so much to tell you. Uh, yeah, so you guys continue making your way back to the Golden Necker as you get out of this crowd now, and you can actually hear yourselves speak and think, basically, away from the noise of it, right? So you just want to converse as you kind of travel? Yeah, and we'll fill them in about going down into the um, cave under the lake. Campbell, you will not believe what happened while we were gone. We went to the lake... And we went down in the lake, and your potions worked beautifully. Ta, wunderbar! But then we found this cave cavern underneath the lake, and we went in, and it was dark, but I believe uh, someone had a light. And then I saw my uncle, my uncle Vanant, who had passed away ten years ago in the infinite storm. And but he was undead, and then there were other undead uh, friends of theirs. And we had to fight them. And Brendel, oh my goodness, Brendel, he was a deep sigh on the whole time. Well, I mean, let's not get crazy here. We don't know what the hell he was. You remember Brendel. We didn't really know what Brendel was when we, we were hanging with him. Ah, uh, yeah. Brendel was a hack. You, As you know, Brendel can't make a potion to save his life. And Brendel turned against us. It was... I think the important thing here is that this blood... From a sacrifice is what created There were so many dead bodies, Campbell. What they called Cray Lakina. I don't know if you've heard that mentioned before in any of your studies. And they were going to sacrifice us. And we just made it out and falls and all. He did this fog cloud and shaft. He distracted them all so that we could get out. But then this kraken, oh my goodness. Campbell, this kraken came out of the water and almost ate us. It was so scary. But we made it out of the lake. And then we came back to Pisces to warn everyone. Well, you didn't you didn't 
all make it out. No, no. It was so sad. Bryn, we lost Bryn. And Campbell's like hooked on every word. <laughs> like he loves this. <laughs> he doesn't get out of the shop very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am quite sorry for for your loss, but she was quite mean to me. I was very short with me. I. Uh, she was a fierce warrior. And Brandel, he was. <laughs> Like you say, he couldn't brew a potion to save his life. <laughs> or yours. Falzern's <laughs> feeling a mix of, like, being offended, but also a little bit a little bit hurt and embarrassed about the fact that he didn't know that his best friend was an imposter this whole time. I feel like after the bad water-breathing potions that it should have been very obvious that he was bad. I, I don't know. I... Shakara's watching... Falls her in through all this too. See what he's thinking. And then Shikar's gonna go on. So I went to Pisces and I warned them. And that's when I ran into Mia. And oh, you should have seen what she did, Campbell. She called down lightning from the sky. It was amazing. I mean, it didn't hurt the Kraken at all, but it was amazing. Yeah, I think that having lightning powers is not going to be very helpful facing this Kraken. But you were amazing. And then we came back. I am back. amazing, but I, I don't know what I can do against this Kraken. I gave it everything I had. Well, maybe your role in this will be to support us. Because you are a cleric, so you could keep us healed. I suppose that's a good role to have. And then we came to see you. To see, to tell you all that we had seen. And to see if you were okay. Well, we killed a badger on the way. And then Falzer and shot lightning into the sky... Around all the people afraid of lightning. Ah, yes, I, I saw. I, I was quite frightened myself. I, was, I took cover immediately. Falzerin says he knows people that can help us with this, with the Kraken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to go into too many details uh, here, Campbell, you know. I don't, I don't want to really, bore you with... because I've got quite a mat, quite many from Shikara. I... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to hold you up all night, but... I think she's touched on most of the high points, you know. We need we need to do something against this Kraken pronto before it gets any bigger. Who, who knows how fast it's going to grow. Yeah, I think the important thing is here is you can help us by, you know, brewing up some of those health potions that you're so good at. Do you want to come with us, Campbell? And do you know anything about Krakens? Like specifics? Nine, I... Perhaps you could speak to the local librarian gain some knowledge that way, but I, coming with you, I would look after me, my shop. I, I have much too much excitement for, for Lord Campbell. But yes, I would be very happy to assist you with some type of healing potions. Well, we are leaving in the morning with uh, Grimby Chum. He has agreed to sail us to Heracleon. Now, um, Campbell, I, I'm, I'm sure that it will be a, an event, uh, an event not an eventful trip across the water, but in case we would happen to run into some trouble, which is very unlikely, do you think you might have time to make any water-breathing potions for for us that, that might be useful? Ah, yes. As they are quite simple to, to produce, yes. Okay, that that would be fantastic. I, I know it's a bit short notice for, for all of this, but anything you're able to do to help, we would really appreciate Ah, well, as I said before, a friend of Shikara's is a friend of Campbell's. And that's our show. 
Be sure to follow us on social media, Incorrigible Par on Twitter, Incorrigible Party on Facebook and Instagram. You can visit IncorrigibleParty.com for additional world and NPC information and to get all your Incorrigible Party merchandise. Merchandising. That's where the real money is made. Get a flamethrower. The kids love that one. The Incorrigible Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. For your design needs, visit CriticalHitDesign.com. That's me. All ambient sounds and music during the episode are courtesy of TabletopAudio.com. And our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can contact him for your own musical inquiries via email at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring!